You're listening to an Al Mahdi Institute podcast. Thank you for listening. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى أهل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين. We were talking about Surah Al-Waqi'ah last week and just to quickly recap what we were saying about it in the opening few verses that we got through, the opening six odd verses that we covered. In the beginning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is emphasizing, well the whole surah of course, the whole chapter is about the day of judgment. And we spoke about how in the opening few verses how Allah is emphasizing the gravity, the inevitability and the inescapability of the Day of Judgment. And then we went on to the verses describing the tumultuous kind of outcome which is going to mark that event. And remember we said about this surah as a Makki, Makki surah, so we're looking at the, what was the primary audience at that time also. So we spoke about all those issues about that event. Uh, the tumultuous times, the mountains becoming, the, uh, the event being something which is something which lowers and exalts and we spoke about what that means and the mountains and the earth shaking and all etc etc so that's a quick recap I mean you were all there last week so you remember that and that takes us to so we stopped here somewhere Speaking about that the mountains will become like tufted wool. Such that it will become like a, just a mirage that was there before the mountain. And from then we spoke about how the mountains were viewed. And obviously this was spoken about in other Sudnaba as well, that the mountains were made to move. And in Sudqari'ah, that they will become like tufted wool as we mentioned. And the mountains will become heaps of sand. It's sort of Muzammil, so it coincides with what we were speaking about, Surah Waqa here. And we said how the 7th century Arabs would have perceived the mountain. Those who, did, we, see, we see things differently. We have technology, we have this, we have that. They did not have all of these things, and they saw the mountain as reflected in the hadith of the Holy Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, saying, Al-Mu'min kal-Jabal, that the believer is like the mountain. So he's speaking about this formidable structure that لا تحركه العواصف that the stormy winds will move it. So the mountains looked at that way and in view of that the Quran speaks about what happens to the mountain then. We had one question from Dr. Shahid. I don't see him in front of me. But Dr. Shahid asked about so before we carry on we'll speak about this the, the use of the word Raja as we had in that verse of the Quran إِذَا رُجَّتِ الْأَرْضُ Raja. When the earth is made to quake with that violent shaking, Rujja. And he was asking that the question was came up about the Quranic use of Rajja and Zalzala, we also have it in the Quran. So in light of Zalzala, if we look at where this word appears in the Quran, we have four this one we're talking about, Zalzala. Where does that appear in the Quran? We have four instances. Four. Four. So if you imagine me coming to today and I tell Oscar here, Oscar, you look very handsome. Yes? And he'll be very happy with that. But then if he hears me tell Dr. Wahid, Dr. Wahid, you look very handsome. 
I might have been completely sincere to both of them, but hearing that to two people, it's like, oh, I wasn't the only one who said that to. And I tell Seko, Seko, you look very handsome. And they both hear this. It kind of decreases the value of that statement telling him. And then and I tell Adam, Adam, you look very handsome. And they all hear this. Oh, he's saying it to, saying it to everyone. But then Dr. Abbas Ramji comes into the room. I said, Dr. Abbas, you look exceptionally smart today. Oh, how come I didn't get that? You see, we all got very handsome. And I was, you all look very handsome, by the way. I just don't know, <laughs> don't know all the names. Yes? But if I say the same thing to more than one person, more than one instance, the appeal of that, the gravity of that statement kind of loses its weight. Not that, not that I wasn't sincere about it, but if I say to one person, if I use it only in one instance, so if I look at Zalzala in that case, one, in the Quran, Surah 99, Surah Zilzal, we know about it, إِذَا zul zilatil الْأَرْضُ zilzalaha. Already in this one verse, it's used twice. Two, in Surah Baqarah, about the Prophet and his companions, مَسَّتْ whom it touched them, what touched them? Oh, Shahid, just in time, come and sit, please. I'm addressing your query from last week, that's why. Yes? Misfortune and calamity touched them, who the Prophet and the companions, and they were made to quake. Such that, such that the Prophet and those who believed with him said, what did they say? When is the help of Allah coming? They were shaken. Not, not that the earth was shaken, but their hearts were shaken to that degree. So Zulzila is used here. Number three. Surah Al-Ahzab, chapter 33, verse 11. At that time or at that point, The mu'minun were tested. And they were made to shake. Oh, not just shake. A Quite a shaking, zilzalan, intense shaking. And then we mentioned last week uh, about Surah Al-Hajj, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhal nasu attaqu rabbakum. O oh, oh, people, ya ayyuhal nasu, oh mankind, be wary of your Lord. Why? Inna zalzalata sa'ati shay'un azim. Indeed, the quaking of that day is a tremendous thing. So this zalzala, I can see used in four separate instances in the Qur'an. And in some of the ayat, you can see in two, ayat number one there and number three here. It's used in the same ayah more than one time. So if I look at the individual instances, zalzala in some form or some ways, is one, two, three, four, five, six times in the Qur'an altogether. Not only that, but as I just mentioned just now, two of these instances is not even about the Day of Judgment. Yes, number one, إِذَا زُلْزِلَتِ الْأَرْضُ زِلْزَالَهَا And number four, O mankind, be wary of that hour. Why? In the زَلْزَلَةِ السَّعَةِ شَيْءٌ عَظِيمٌ These two, yes, are about the Day of Judgment. But these two, number two and number three from Surah Al-Baqarah and Surah Al-Ahzab, is not even talking about the Day of Judgment. In fact, that zalzala has already happened. It's talking about the Prophet and his companions having undergone this quaking that they became, you know, very desperate and they said, مَتَى نَصْرُ اللَّهِ Even the Prophet not only the companion said, can you imagine what kind of difficulty they went through? Rasul, The Prophet, the Messenger said, and those who were with him exclaimed, Mata Nasrullah. So Zalzala is not only used about the Day of Judgment, also used about happenings in this world. 
Whereas if I contrast that with either only one instance where Raj has been mentioned in the Quran, it is in Surah Al-Waqi'ah here. So as we gave the example just now, even though I may have been sincere to Asghar and Siku and Dr. Wahid and Adam, that they all look handsome, but if I said the same, but if I said to Dr. Abbas, you look exceptional. So if I say it just once, it kind of increases the gravity of that statement. So this Raj is only mentioned once in the Quran in Sutul Waqi'ah, as opposed to Zalzala. So coming on to the next verse, verse number which one are we on? I think this is verse seven now. Yes. Kuntum azwajan thalatha. Azwajan. What does this word mean and why is Allah using this word? What, what are we saying here? What's Allah speaking about here? Azwaj, we know, is the plural of zawj. Yes? Azwaj is the plural of zawj. Zawj in Arabic, we know to mean spouse, pair, couple. Actually, someone walked into my office when I was working on this verse today for this very session and they saw this verse. Kuntum azwaj and oh, you're talking about spouses today. Oh, exciting! Yes, that's what came to their mind because azwaj is the proof of zawj. Zawj means spouse, and we know it means spouse when the Quran talks about this word in Surah Baqarah, doesn't it say, "Ya Adam, uskun, live or dwell. Who anta you wazawjuka? You and your spouse where al jannah. You and your spouse dwell in the paradise in the garden." Incidentally here, just on a side note, Adam, you live, you and your spouse. Who is his spouse? Hawa. Hawa, the name Hawa is mentioned nowhere in the Quran. Yes, we only have her name from a hadith, and even those ahadith are those kind which are difficult to substantiate. Yes, Hawa. We know only from the Quran, Adam and Zawj Adam. Yes, so anyways, that's a side note. <laughs> Good question, yes. Well, Hawa at least we know isn't mentioned. Eve, I'm not too sure. Eve, they're certainly not in the Quran. So, Adam, you live, you and your Zawj in Jannah. So, Zawj we know here means spouse. Not only that, the very famous verse which we all want to plaster on the top of our wedding invitation cards from Surah Rum, yes, Allah says, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَ لَكُمْ From His many signs, is that He has created for you Min and fusikum from yourselves. What? Azwajan. We want to translate it here as spouses. Litaskunu ilayha. So yes, azwaj here, the same word here. It does mean spouse. So on the back of these kind of verses, we have the verse from Sutyasin, which we are often we are now used to reciting this verse from Sutyasin. About the heaven. What will be in the heaven? What is it going to be like? Hum? وَأَزْوَاجُهُمْ فِي ظِلَالِنَ عَلَى الْأَرَائِكِ مُتَّكِئُونَ Them and their, those who are blessed with the paradise, them and their azwaj, under shades, فِي ظِلَالٍ under shades, عَلَى الْأَرَائِكِ on couches, مُتَّكِئُونَ are reclined and relaxed on couches. So if we look at Shakir's translation of this verse, on the back of what we've just been seeing, he says, yes, they and their wives shall be in shades. Yes, reclining there and their wives. What wives? What if their wives or spouses were not pious and don't belong in heaven? What about Fir'aun 
And his wife was a blessed woman, but he wasn't a blessed man. Will they be together? Sp if it means spouses? Can we have it say it means spouses here? About Allah, what if he we're going to be linked up with pious men and women are going to be re-linked up in on the day of judgment in paradise? Really? Well, in fact, just like our ethnicity and our names, Muhammad or Adam or whatever someone's name is, it's just an arbitrary thing I was given in this world. Just like my religion was something I was born into, there was no barcode on my backside when I was born, say Muslim, Hindu, Christian, no, 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 no. This is just an arbitrary identity I was, I was born into the situation. Poor, rich means nothing. Black, white, yellow means nothing. Brown means nothing. Torch, male and female means nothing. We created you, Allah says, from min nafsin wahida, from a single nafs. Allah says in the Quran, yes. Thereafter we created from it its pair. So original mankind, original humankind is but one gender. We are colorless, we are religionless, we are genderless as human beings. So to be, there's no meaning of in the hereafter. In the hereafter, just as I leave my human body, I leave my name, I leave my wealth behind when I go six foot down and it's all going to be eaten. My soul goes forth. It goes forth without Islam as a form of religion. It goes forth without my label being Muhammad, my name. It goes forth without my ethnicity and my ethnic background. Just my virtue or my vices, which is what I've become, goes forth. My gender is left behind. Gender is something arbitrary. So here... So what about Hurain? Ah, yes, we'll come on to that. Hore is spoken about in the surah later on, so we'll come on to that perhaps in the coming couple of weeks. But here, no, Shakir, I'm sorry. Azwaj doesn't mean wives or spouses. Azwaj is something or someone I am linked to somehow. Whom wa azwajuhum? No. Not their spouses or wives or husbands. Them and those people who they are comparable to. Them and their peers, good people and those who are like them, their ilk. Peers equals likes. Azwaj here in this Sutyasin does yes it can does that mean Azwaj doesn't mean spouse? No, it does. We saw that already, yes? That we created for you spouses, Adam, you and your spouse. But not always. Certainly here it cannot mean spouses. <coughs> We have this word Zawj in the Quran, in Surah Luqman. وَأَنزَلْنَا مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَا We sent down, Allah says, from the skies, water. فَأَنبَتْنَا fiha, And so we made grow in it, means in the earth. مِنْ كُلِّ kareem, And we sent down water from the skies, and caused to grow therein, in the earth, in the, through about vegetation. What? Every noble, Kulli, Karim is noble, every noble, Zawj. Every noble wife? Or every noble spouse? No. Every type or sort or category of noble vegetation we cause to grow in the earth. Zawj, especially in this, even if you look at all the translations, cannot translate Zawj as 
spouse or wife or husband or couple. Pairs, but we see zawj actually doesn't only mean pairs in, in Arabic. In Arabic, zawj doesn't, it can. And we'll see how and why, just in a moment, it can mean pairs. So zawj, what does it mean? Here, it's certainly in this verse, type, sort, category of vegetation. So azwaj means independent or other interdependent categories. Zawj, this is zawj because it depends on this category to exist. How so? Like male and female. Male doesn't mean anything unless you have its counterpart, female. That's why they are called zawj, because they are interdependent on one another. Yes? Night would mean nothing. You would not understand if I said what night. You would understand anything by it. Only because there is daytime too. So they depended on one another. So night and day are actually zoned to one another. Not only in pairs though. Not only in pairs. Interdependent categories. A pyramid. You have a pyramid. Pyramid has, like the Egyptian pyramids, had four faces, right? Now if one of those sides didn't exist, you would not call it a pyramid. So each side is interdependent on one another to call it a pyramid. They are all zawd, they are all now azwaj. Together as azwaj they make one pyramid. Or Al-Mahdi Institute. We have administrators, we have lecturers, we have audio-visual, we have a building, we have estate managers. Without all of these categories that we depend on upon one another, we wouldn't have institute. They depend, they are, so we are all as wide to one another, if you like, yes? All of these wings of one institute are as wide to one another. So they are interdependent classifications and categories of people. So Allah says, you will be on that day, kuntum as wajan thalatha. You will be three as means three interdependent categories of people. Yes? Without one of them, the other two would be meaningless. Like without, if there's no left, then the word right has no meaning. Without day and night, as we mentioned, the other one has no meaning. Without male and female. So yes, it can mean couple or pair, only because it has the other one to contrast with. So here, Allah is saying, you will be not pairs, three as wide. means three interdependent categories of people. Without one of them, the other two don't really have Meaning. So we're going to go into those as waj. Now those three interdependent categorizations of people. For ashabul maymanati ma ashabul maymana. What does this mean? People of the right side. Ashabul maymana. We'll come on to this right side. You know, in, Arab, in Arabic and Islam, well, Islam, we have the whole issue of, or the whole concept of at. In the hadith, we have a lot of this. The concept that the right side it has a privilege or a superiority over the left side. In the hadith, you will find this all the time. When you enter the mosque, you enter with your right foot, not with your left. When you eat, you eat with your right hand. When you exit from the washroom, you exit with your right. When you enter the washroom with a negative area with your left. Right is always superior. When you begin the ablution, you wash your face, then you wash your right hand. Right has this superiority, even in uh, you, even if you have in uh, uh, some Iranians, if they hear this or if they're in the present in the room, will know. 
when you come to a door, no one goes to the door, yes? And so, what do they say? Who goes to the door first? The one who is on there? Right, this is coming from hadith, yes? So, in the, even in the text of mysticism, the right side represents the unseen world over the seen world, the alim al malakut, over the worldly realm. The godly side is the right side, the physical side is always represented by the not right or the left side. In fact, we have some hadith which also has some tinges and taints of anthropomorphism, so we don't really rely on this hadith, and even the chain of narration is not that strong. About Allah's hands, we know Allah talks about His own hands in the Quran, yes? On many occasions, Yadullah, Fulqa'idihim, for example. So we know this is metaphorical. We have a hadith to say that Kilta Yadayhi, both of Allah's hands are Yameen, and means both of them are godly, both of them are positive. Allah doesn't have left hands. We have some hadith to this effect. But what I'm trying to show, whether the hadith is authentic or not, is that in the Islamic culture we have this superiority of right or the positivity of right over left. And that's going to be reflected in this Ashabul Maymana. Do we want to translate it as people of the right? We'll see in a moment. Ashabul Maymana, we know the Quran speaks of this right hand or right side. It could mean those people who receive their books in their right and book of deeds. We know in three instances of the Quran at least, we have this very same words. Man utiya kitabahu biyaminihi. Different ways. Amma man utiya or faman utiya. But this part is identical. Man utiya kitabu biyaminihi. And whoever uh, receives his book of deeds in his right hand. So the right hand is more felicitous than the left hand. Especially in this last instance here, 84.7 in Surah Al-Inshiqaq. What, so what? If I receive my book in my right hand, so what's, what's the ramifications of that? That person will undergo a very easy and good accounting. Such that, That person will revert back to his own people. Very happy. I received my book in my right hand. My accounting was very easy. So the right hand, Ashabul Maymana, could have the people of the right, could mean those people who are going to receive their books in their right hand. That's why we're using Maymana. But let's go on to see what other, what other meanings we can derive from this word, or from these, this ayah. Al-Maymana. What does it mean then at all, Al-Maymana? In the translation you will see people of the right. Okay, let's break this down. Al-Maymana. We know in Arabic, generally speaking, words, be they nouns like this, or verbs, are derived from three... Three? Someone loudly, please? My time here for you is going to waste. Three? Thank you. Three root letters, yes? And from them we can derive all of these nouns and verbs. means all of those root letters... If they are identical root letters, they have similar meanings. Al-Maymana. What are the three root letters here in this noun from which I can derive other meanings? I have these three root letters here. The Ya, the Meem, and the Noon. These are my three root letters. 
but we I can see here I don't just have the three root letters here I have the addition of this okay so the, the three root letters are deriving for me yameen the yameen comes from ya ma na I have yameen means yes means the right side no not only yameen I have the word yumn yumn also means good fortune prosperity luckiness is also derived from ya ma and na so does this ashabul maimana does it mean right right at all or is it to do more with this yumn we will see as in addition to this ya ma na i have a meme here at the beginning this meme here this is a masdar it's a verbal noun you don't need to go into all that but this meme is a masdar meme which means this word doesn't just mean right well we'll see what it means either the right side or fortunate good fortune whatever meaning we want to go with it doesn't just mean right or right side no masdar meme means very far there on the right Yes, not just yamin. Yamin means right, but maimana. Oh no, maimana is way on the right. Yes, or if we're not thinking about right, we want to take the, the meaning of good fortune. It doesn't just mean human. Yeah, good for yeah, good for you. No, maimana then is all oh, brilliantly excellent, superb, positive fortune. Maimana. This is what masdar mimi indicates too. Yes, it's extreme. It's emphasizing that. Aspect. But what does it mean, right hand side or not? We'll see. Or which meaning do we want to go with? We'll see. But this ma, I don't know how you can translate it in the Quran. For ashabul maymanati, ma, ashabul mayman. Ma means what? It means what? The Arabic just means what? Or not? In this case, what? But here it is ma al istifhamiya means questioning, asking what, like what is your name? That's ma istifhamiya. But not just what ma istifhami at tajubiya. How do you tell? Means ashabul maymana. Oh, what about those ashabul maymana? Yeah, what about them? Yeah, like you might say, yeah, you know the 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 lessons in this institute are nice. Yeah, the building is very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gardens very beautiful, yeah. But what about those tafsir sessions? That's that's the kind of what we're using here, yes. Ashabul maymana or the people of now we're going to say people of the right maymana. Is that what it means? We'll come on to that in a moment. But those people of maymana, ah, oh, what about those guys? You know, that's what kind of what this is in the Quran. If you just read the translation, the people of the right, what the people of the right? It doesn't give that meaning. But once you understand why Allah is using this, what? It's a tajub. It's Tony. What about those guys? Not on the right or not a good for, but very far maimana. Yes, very far good fortune people. What to express complete astonishment? Wow. What about them? So the people on the right, oh, we see extreme. Okay, I don't mean Donald Trump extreme right. Yeah, that's not the kind of right we're meaning. It is. I don't know. Well, does it mean right side anyway, or does it mean felicitous and prosperous? That's something we're going to speak about just now. But what about those guys? So that what? What about those people? That's the kind of expression being used here, just with this one word, ma. That's what it means, ma.
And then we have the next verse, which is the opposite. وَأَصْحَابُ الْمَشْأَمَةِ مَا Again, the same مَا أَصْحَابُ الْمَشْأَمَةِ But we have the two words here, مَيْمَنَ and مَشْأَمَةِ Now, if you look in the Qur'an, it might say in the translation, we have the people of the right side, and in contrast, we're going to have the people of the? Okay, left side. Is that what it means here? So, Maymana, Al Maymana had three root letters. Remind me what they were, please. Three root letters in Al Maymana were? Ya, Meem, Noon. Okay. If you can see them, they're on the same pattern. Al Maymana, Al. So, what are the three root letters here? Sheen, Hamza, Meem. Yes? Sha'ma. Yes? So, as I had with Yameen here, I could derive from that Yameen means right side, Yumn means good fortune. Both of them are derivatives from Ya, Meem, Noon. So if I'm going to say people of the left side, well, it should be derived from also Sheen, Hamza, Meem. But if I look, how do I say left in Arabic anyway? Shimal, yes, Shimal, or the word Yasar. Both of them mean left. What were the what were the root letters here? Sha, Sheen, Hamza, Meem. Here, those Ya, Meem, Noon. Those three root letters are here. Ya, Meem, Noon. Ya, Meem. They are here. Yumn. Ya, Meem, Noon. Those three root letters should be there if that is the linked meaning. Here I have Sheen, Hamza, Meem. For these two words of left, wife, sheen, hamza is not there. Lam is there. I had no lam in this root here. Maybe it means the other left. Okay, what about yasar? Well, the ya, there's no ya in the root. Seen, there's no seen in the root. There's certainly no ra in the root. Shimal and yasar are the ways to say left. So it tells me al mash'ama. Okay, then what do, what words for this? Shimal, later on in Surah Al-Waqi'ah, I'm going to see this, yes? In verse number 41, later on in Surah Al-Waqi'ah, I'm going to see, وَأَصْحَابُشْ شِمَالِ مَا أَصْحَابُشْ شِمَالِ This is there, left side, it's coming. But it's not here, in Mash'ama, I don't see that root. Al-Mash'ama doesn't link with those. What does Sheen, Hamza and Neem give me then as a root? Gives me shu'um, bad luck, misfortune, not left, not right and left. Or mash'um is someone who is ill-omened or cursed. You wouldn't want to go near that person, he's mash'um, he always has bad luck. Yes, that's what mash'um means. Shu'um is bad luck. So if I'm going to say that these two verses are interacting with one another, ashabul maymanati, ma ashabul maymana, wa ashabul Mash'amati ma ashabul mash'ama. If I'm saying these two verses are after one another and correlating with one another, then if I cannot take left from the second verse, means I can also not take the meaning of right from the first verse. I have to take this meaning of good fortune as opposed to misfortune and bad. Not right and left. That has no meaning, right and left. This has meaning, especially since mash'ama has really in its root nothing to do with left anyway. 
والسابقون السابقون واو وات ان اكسبريشن وات ان اكسبريشن يس وي توكت لاست ويك اباوت اف يو ريكول نوت ويذر يو ار بينج اتنشن اور نوت اف يو هاد سم جراسب اوف ذا عربيك لانجويج اور نوت وي سبوك اباوت مفعول المطلق لتاكيد الفعل ذات تو ويتش امفسايز ذا فيرب لايك ورجت الارض رجا وبست الجبال بسه ذات ريبيتيشن was emphasizing that was there fine that's one way of emphasizing we saw it just before this the ma al istifhamiya at ta'ajjubiya oh what about those guys yes that's another way of uh, expressing emphasis but this is arguably the most powerful way to express emphasis how in arabic those of you have any idea about arabic or have taken any basic course of arabic will know as in any language in a full sentence in arabic we have mubtada most of that means the subject that i'm talking about yeah i say pen suddenly that arouses curiosity he said pen what about it you want to know more i said the pen is on the book you say okay now that now that on the book part is my predicate or my khabar which gives me more information about pen it answers that curiosity yes i said the pen you wanted to know more i told you it's lying on the book ah okay got it now and that's all over the quran and all over arabic that's the most basic function of any language to give you something you say yeah what about that thing the door what about the door i tell you something about it it's open or it's shut etc as allah says if i say muhammad Allah says Muhammad Muhammadun Yes Allah what about Muhammad tell me something about it Allah says Muhammad Rasulullah Oh Allah now I get it as you say in surah al-fath I understand Muhammad is the messenger of Allah that's what you're telling me without that Muhammad and then you had to give me some information about Muhammad to make that complete yeah Now Barcelona played in the Champions League yes not too long ago and one person comes and says that messi messi was a hero that's good and i'll put no man messi was the champion okay and someone else says no messi he was the best player all of giving messi and then giving some information about messi i hear all of these guys talking about messi and so messi is a champion messi is a hero messi i say no man all of you are doing him a disfavor messi yeah shake tell messi i say my subject messi yes what do you say about him messi is messi there's nothing more everything below that does him a disservice if he's a champion no he's more than that best player he's more than that but no he's more than that messi is messi that's all you can say about him that's when the subject and the predicate are identical because there's nothing more you can say about them allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says as-sabiqun as-sabiqun there's nothing more you can, anything else you say about them does them a disservice no the most we can see about it is that the foremost sabiqun means foremost the foremost no they are the foremost this is how you really emphasize something in any language and the arabic allah is doing it here or does it mean that at all 
Does it mean that no, like Messi is Messi? Does it mean the foremost are the foremost and there's nothing else you can say about them? Or does it mean no? It means the foremost are the foremost, meaning we're correlating dunya with akhirah. That's what he's talking about. It's saying that the foremost, who are the first ones, the, at the forefront, in obeying Allah in this world, they are the foremost in the hereafter. That's what it means. Yes, the foremost are the foremost. Otherwise, it wouldn't make sense. Foremost are the foremost. saying the same thing over and over again. No, no, no. Allah is saying the foremost in this world are those who will be the foremost in the hereafter. And we have some hadith too, even back this kind of opinion up. The foremost in obeying Allah means those who were always at the forefront, the pioneer, the trailblazers in doing goodness. When? When there was no one else ready to do it. They went out and said, when the entire context was challenging them. No one else could face up. And they said, no, we're going to step out there. And for this sabiqun in the hadith, we have some uh, a hadith to tell us that Mu'min al-Fir'aun, in, we know in Surah Ghafir, talks about him, and Habib al-Najjar. Who was Habib al-Najjar in Surah Yasin? Who was Habib al-Najjar? We don't have his name in the Quran. Who was he? Any idea? Yes, yeah. When the prophets came and everyone was disbelieving in them and they were to kill the prophets, yes. And Habib al-Najjar came. Ja'a min aqsal madinati rajulun yas'a. A man came running from the furthest place of the town and said, what do you say? Ya qawmi tabi'ul mursaleen. Oh people, follow these prophets. Follow the ones who don't want any reward from you. And what did they do to him, Habib al-Najjar? They, they killed him, yes. And he said, what do you think even as he was being killed, the Qur'an says, Yasin says, if only my people knew. Why? No one was willing to listen. He was out there. He was, as the, even Muminah al Fir'aun, Fir'aun and his tribe and his people were saying, yeah, Fir'aun, you kill Musa, prison. Muminah al Fir'aun was suggesting something else, going against the grain. So those who are foremost, like these people, those who desire to be then of the Sabiqun need to be in this world at the forefront. People are dying in uh, the Rohingya Muslims are dying and people in Indonesia are suffering. You know what? We're going to sit here and we're going to we're going to pray for them. And we're, yeah, we can do that. But there are those who are leaving, you know, risking life and limb to go out there and do godliness, not like me, just speak about it. No, they are somewhere else. Obviously, everyone is judged according to their intentions and their capacity, etc., etc. But we see around us, in every generation, and in every society, we will have good people and bad people. And then we're going to have people who are battling against every challenge to be a sabiqun. If we want to be amongst them, then we got to be the forerunners in making progressive movements towards Allah when no one else, if everyone's willing to do this much and everything else is difficult, no, then the sabiqun would go one step ahead and do that much, which is most challenging. And I think that brings us to quarter to eight. Uh, and okay, well, this is last couple of slides. Sabiqun is the plural of Sabiq. Yes, Sabiqun is those people. Sabiq is singular. Sabiq means what? You know, in Arabic, we have the word 
Musa, the, the blue is kind of flashing there. I don't know if you can see the meme. Yes? <laughs> there's, a, there's a meme there added on. Musadiq, to get technical now, with those who know Arabic, who don't worry with us. Musadiq is the ism fa'il of the third form. Yes, mufa'il pattern. Sabiq is ism fa'il of the first form. We know the correlation between the third form and the first form. Those of you who, for whom this is Chinese or Greek, don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm just catering for those people who know. Yes? Like the relationship between third form and first form is what? Third form is always trying to do the first form. Yes? Muqatil is a fighter who's trying to kill. Qatil is the murderer who kills. Yes? Muqadi' is the one who tries to deceive. Khadi' is the one who deceives. Yes? They try to deceive Allah and those who believe. But they don't deceive. Now, they don't, first form now. They don't really deceive except themselves. So, Musabiq is the one who is trying to get to the front. Yeah, he's trying hard. Sabiq, no. Sabiq is the guy who is already there at the forefront. So, I can be Musabiq here and say, you know what? From tomorrow. I'm going to be there and be pious and righteous and Allah and Salat al-Layl and this. Yeah, I can be Musabiq. And then the Sabiq is the one who's, he's not trying and he's already there. He's doing it. He's not trying to do it. Musabiq is the racer competitor who's trying to get to the front. So even now in today's language, in modern Arabic, Musabaqa means a competition or a race. Yes, in the Olympics, etc. Musabaqa means a race. Because we have races, Musabiq, who will try to get there. But Sabiq is the guy who's at the front. And this we'll move on to next week, inshallah. Ula'ikal muqarrabun. That we'll move on to next week. Support Al Mahadi Institute. Visit almahadi.edu.